We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. I think my intros are getting a little bit more creative every time. I mean, tell me if you think that's true. (laughs) I'm excited today. I've got someone back on the show that genuinely me and her just have really great chats, I think. She's got fantastic energy. And yeah, I'm really glad we've been kind of stalking each other on Instagram for a long time. And and then finally, you know, she reached out to me and we had a really great chat. And instantly I knew that we were so well connected and, you know, so just had the same sort of values and and way of looking at the world. So it was really exciting to um, connect with her. And I will say this is the power of social media, right? When used correctly, social media is very social and you can really meet some amazing people on there. And Harata is no exception. I'm so grateful that she's chosen to come on for another episode. And I hope you guys are getting so much value from her. She has so much to bring to the table. So I hope that if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, go back, have a bit of a binge listen. They're a bit funny in times. We do, me and her love a tangent. So there's great conversation there. As I like to think I, I bring with both the guests, right? So today I'm bringing Harata back to you. She's the founder of Third Space People a leadership mentor and employee experience strategist, shaking up the way we think and feel about HR. She is an award-winning HR professional who helps businesses drive commercial success by developing confident leaders and reimagining the employee experience. So without further ado, here she is. Harata, thank you so much for coming back. Yay! (laughs) Today, I'm pretty excited because this is like something I love. I'm all about creativity. Mm -hmm. So... Today, we're going to talk about creating a culture where people feel like they can do their most creative work. Mm. It's exciting. It is exciting. And I feel like we don't do it enough. No. People, I think, are like really scared to be creative. And I think as well, perhaps don't see it as a value-adding use of time. Mm. You know, like some of the things that may work for you to access that creative part of your brain may be to literally leave your place of work or office and go and do something completely wild like a smash room which tangent definitely recommend (laughs) and you know wait tangent we're going on this tangent so with the smash room thing the only thing I worry about is the wastage this is true (laughs) I really want to do one (laughs) but in my brain I'm like well, why are we smashing stuff? Like, don't can we recycle it? Like, that's where my brain goes. So you can see, like, I overthink it, okay? No, I completely agree because I am usually a very conscious consumer. That is a great question to ask. The other <laughs> thought I would pose is the value that you get out of smashing stuff. That that's is great. secondhand. It's all secondhand. They buy it from the op shop, so they're not oh, getting, you know, That's new good because then it goes back to charity. Yeah. Well, this is great. People are going to end up, I would, I'm totally all for a smash room. Are you in Sydney? I'm in Brisbane. Right. Okay. Cause I know Sydney mm. has a smash room. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah. And well, coming back to the, the theme of the conversation, <laughs> I, if you can't already tell, have done, a, have done a smash room or two and leave feeling so light, so inspired, so free. And those are the types of feelings that I think enable creativity Mm. and so as a business when we look at how do we unlock creativity most of the time it perhaps is something like that and that is in quotation marks you know unprofessional or not the way to do things or counterproductive is what our people aren't at the desk exactly I have found being smushed into a boardroom 
or on a Zoom and now we're like, okay, let's brainstorm. <laughs> let's think. <laughs> let's what? think. And everyone, there's silence because everyone's, okay, now I've got to try and think. And it takes a bit to get into that. And yes, you may come up with some fantastic ideas, especially if you've got a really strong relationship between the group of people that you're with and a really strong understanding of your product or service or what it is that you're trying to achieve. Another way to look at that is to create these creative moments throughout your employee journey. That's not only going to help your people unlock that sense of creativity, it's going to bond and it's going to strengthen your team's culture and create a sticky culture that people don't want to leave. Yeah, because when you have fun together, Mm. like you have something to always reminisce on too. Absolutely. Like I'm a huge believer in fun. Huge. It's underrated, may I say. Yeah, because I always think like my whole life motto is if it's not fun, forget it. Mm. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I don't have fun 24-7. I also do serious stuff, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't want to. But, you know, I do believe that weaving a bit of fun or, like, trying to make mundane shit fun, Mm. it changes the way that we think about the way that we do stuff. It changes your whole psyche and your whole presence, your energy. And I think when we think about HR and leadership, we assume professional and the traditional definition of what professional is, I would like to encourage bravery and boldness in doing things the way that you would say with your customers. And if Mm. that's, you know, you'd create these fun activations with your clients, do it with your people. Yeah. And I think it's the same, like with marketing, you know, how often do we want to stay within these beautiful parameters? Because you know, oh, but the the market's used to seeing or Mm. the algorithm tells us to, or, Mm. you know, we've done this before and it's worked. Like, you know, that's the death of conversation, that one. But like, I think the brands that do marketing really well, the businesses that create outstanding cultures where people, you know, literally line up to work for them, they're doing it because they have the fun involved. They, They allow the creativity, they allow the holidays like, I think people underestimate the importance of a holiday because oh, yeah. I do all my best thinking when I'm a, like, don't get me wrong, I'm very good at tuning out. I'm so proud of myself because I go on holidays and I'm happily not checking emails. Like, I'm not that person. <laughs> I used to be when I was in yeah. corporate because I felt like I had to, mm. but in my own business and all my clients know this, everyone that works with me knows if she's on holiday, she is taking a holiday and it's better for me. It's better for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, bosses like being afraid of people being out of the office too often mm. I think is what it can yeah it, I think it kills us with like our actual productivity absolutely people want to feel safe and need to feel safe to connect to that expression of themselves mm. and so a lot of that comes down to developing psychological safety within your workplace if someone feels like they can't go and close all the apps and go and do whatever they need to do to think about an idea to pitch or a a marketing campaign. If they feel like they need to be on their instant messages on Slack and they're feeling watched, that literally impacts our brain Mm. and how that's wired. 
And we can't do our best creative thinking in an environment like that. Yeah. I remember it's so funny because I'm a, I'm a window watcher, right? Like I'll stare mm-hmm. out the window often when mm-hmm. I'm thinking because that's yeah. how like I'm not going to think staring at a screen. I hate staring at a screen. I've even been told like I got in trouble on Friday because my optometrist was like, you stare at your screen too much. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm like, I will probably not stop doing that, but thank you. Um <laughs> And, you know, I remember in one job in particular, I would always stare out the window. I'd be like just looking at people and them living their lives. And I'd be like, oh, curious. And I'd come up with some really great stuff doing that. But I'll never forget how much shit I used to get from my colleagues because they'd be like, oh, she's staring out the window again. I'm like, at least five hours a day. This is what success looks like. 100%. This is why I'm happier than everyone else in this building because I stare out the window for five hours a day. And it was funny because I genuinely did do my best thinking staring out a window. And, like, for other people it is quite, especially back in that day, like, let's be honest, it was back in the day when, like, you know, you couldn't stare out a window without people like being like, what are you doing? Because productivity yeah. is, like, you know, people think that productivity is nine to five and one-hour mm-hmm. lunch break and, mm-hmm. you know, this rigid way of life, which it just doesn't work for anyone. You just get angry people, I find. Of course. It's not it human design. No, it is. It is not. And it. That comes back to creating a culture anchored in human experience. Mm. Yeah, and human design. I had another thought come up just before. You know when you are wanting to create social media content? And this is something that's fairly new for me. I've only been doing it for nine months and I'm still yet to find a flow. So it can still feel like a bit of work. When I become really undone... (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't want to make it seem like it does. It'll always feel like a bit of work. <laughs> Sorry, I find When I find it find it the most difficult and the most frustrating is when I'm in it and I'm on social media and I'm scrolling and I just the creativity is zero. Mm. And it's when I completely disconnect from what I'm doing is where I find and think of something creative. And the same rule applies. If we're trying to think of something creative to do with other areas of our work, often disassociating and disconnecting can be the most powerful way to actually achieve it, which I know sounds counterproductive, but I'm sure everyone has experienced. Yeah. For me, it's going for a walk. Mm. I will come up with, and it's, it kills me because often then I'm on my phone recording stuff and I look like a freak. Because people are like, what is she scrambling to it? Because I'm like, Thought Bubble, that's that post that I need to write about. I've been wanting to write about February being around the corner, which at the moment I'm stuck on that. So leave that with me. And the (laughs) other place is driving for me. And I've just had a thought that how good would it be if someone created like a drive simulator and I could go sit in the fresh air and just (laughs) drive a fake car? Because I would be genius all the time. And come up with all your great ideas. It'd be so good. <laughs> but I do sometimes wonder if it's the small road rage of living in Sydney that actually gives you the good ideas. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you're right. Like, um, you know, we, we don't, cannot just expect people to be creative. We cannot mm. just... You know, it's like it's like just expecting our people to feel like they can give us feedback. This is not mm. something that you can just expect people to do. It's actually something that you have to create in your culture. Absolutely. And even beyond those outings and events and then, you know, that psychological safety, it's as simple as do you work in an inspiring space? Mm. 
And that could be really looking at how, if you have an office, how that's designed and how people move around that space and enjoy that space. And if people work from home, uh, I'm a huge advocate of how can you enable your people to set themselves up a good home workspace? And that may be giving them a small budget to go and buy whatever they want to make them feel Mm. great about working in these four walls. Mm. And that can only be a couple of hundred dollars. It doesn't have to cost much, but it can be so powerful. Send everyone a plant. (laughs) I agree. Plants are great. Look at me. I've got like, uh, these ones are fake, I will admit, but I've got so many living plants in my house that my friends are very impressed because none of them are dead. Touch wood. That is impressive. Yes. Thank you. I am currently keeping a dog alive and (laughs) countless house plants and myself. Honestly, keeping houseplants alive is harder than keeping a kid alive. (laughs) Oh my God, they're so moody. And my dog at the moment, so I I, I spoke about this on another podcast. I think it was with Kate too. And we were talking about like, you know, the the houseplant, or they did that scientific experiment on plants about talking to them nicely. Yeah. I love that experiment. I talk to my plants quite nicely now when I water them. I'll be like, good morning. Like I don't have full conversations with my plants, okay? But I do like give them good affirmations. My dogs recently started attacking them because it's a puppy, right? (laughs) And since his attacks, the plants look sad. Yeah. They're wilting. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, Toby, you are killing the plants through your bad attitude. Yeah. It's quite funny, actually. But yes, creativity. I think the space and I was actually, I had a point that was actually useful there, not just me rambling about Toby, (laughs) which he's cute. So I'm a huge believer of give people time to clean their space. Yeah. Because I know for me, if I am working and my space is feeling cluttered, mm. messy, there's coffee cups everywhere or there's receipts everywhere. For me, I just end up getting random paper. Mm. I don't even use paper. So I'm like, mm-hmm. how did this appear? Mm-hmm. And then the, the minute I clean my desk and everything is quite like nice, there's no dust, mm. it's, 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 you know, a beautiful space. You're right. Instantly, I feel motivated to work for starters. Mm. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than walking into a space that feels cluttered, dirty. I mean, some people probably love that, but other people really will not work well in that kind of environment. And you're right, I, I really miss working in an office. Mm. I love a good office. Like when I go into, I often work out of the hub offices. Yes. And when I go in there, it is such a gorgeous space that instantly you feel switched on, you feel creative, you mm. feel the conversations around you are lively. Like yeah. you may not be a part of them, but it's the energy of, of the space. And that's such a great word there, energy. What's the energy you're creating to unlock creativity? Yeah. Mm. I love that. We've we've gone on another like real journey today, haven't we? We have. I love these. I feel like we could talk forever. We really can. And it's good because we were saying offline how in both our careers, like the places where we worked, where HR and marketing worked together were the most successful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I look, look, to be honest, in my entire career in businesses, whenever there was disconnect between departments or departments worked against each other, which happens more often than not, which is quite sad. And I'm not sure why that happens. Or in my career, it did. In those kind of businesses, it was always really hard to have really great marketing going out because you were missing half the conversation. So I think, you know, in all the conversations that we've had, over the last few episodes, I think the the underlying thing is here, like when it comes down to creating creativity or creating businesses that, that flow and have great internal, external marketing, it comes down to everyone, 
you know, it comes down to that that design, I think, of of creating a business where the culture includes everyone. Absolutely. And where everyone feels like they have a stake mm. in the business. And totally. They feel accountable. They're not just held to account, but they feel accountable yeah. for the success of the business as a whole. Yeah. And, and they feel celebrated when when yeah. the business does grow or Whatever yeah. it does, you know, wins awards or whatever yeah. it may be. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us again today. I think it's been another fabulous episode. Well, I've learned a lot. Yeah, so absolutely. I've really enjoyed the conversation as well. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Beck. Hi, Beck here, just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in Potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.